You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening. Welcome to the Lineup Lock Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. My name's Tony Cicado. With me, Benny Riccati. And I gotta tell you, Benny, I'm glad we do this show, because... Every once in a while, I want to do something, and I don't know if it's the best move. Tonight, I am leaving the most expensive pitcher, Jose Barrios, outside of my tournament rosters. It's not that I don't think he's going to have a good game. I think I got a couple cheaper guys that are uh, going to do all right, and I got some offensive guys I need to get in my lineup. So I'm going to uh, try to go Sons Jose Barrios tonight. You know, Tony, one of the things I like about doing this show is that I have the same things. Because when, you, when you're doing your research by yourself, there are definitely a lot of those 50-50 plays that you're like, can I do this tonight? Am I crazy? Does this make sense? Should I be able to do it? And you just confirmed one of the things that I've been thinking tonight as well. Because don't get me wrong, everybody listening out there, I, and I think Tony will probably agree with this. Like, I like Berrios. He's a very good pitcher. Yeah. But we were playing this guy and, and telling people to play this guy when he was 6500 7200 He's $11,400 today over on DraftKings. That's a big difference. You know, now you're talking about him in the same breath as the you know superstar pitchers that are out there in the major leagues right now. So, again, I like the kid. I'm not saying I don't. I think he will pitch well today. But at 11-4, I don't need him to pitch well. At 11-4, I need him to go absolutely crazy in order to pay off. And like you said, there are some other guys who are a couple hundred bucks cheaper or even some that are, you know, significantly cheaper, a couple thousand cheaper that I think we can roll out there today and, and still get pretty good games from. And like you said, there are also some bats that we want to pay up for that are a little expensive. If you're paying 11-4 for a Jose Barrios, you got to sacrifice all those big bats tonight. So we're going to cover that and a whole lot more. I, I don't know which lineup I gave you last night, but hopefully you guys got a good lineup from me. Uh, I put up a big score in my tournaments, over 160 points. In my cash game, I threw up an 87. So um, I don't know. I, hopefully you guys got the right one, and it paid off for you. And it was a good afternoon. I got caught. I got lost some money today. It was profitable, but Drew Pomerantz not getting the win. Cost me a couple hundred bucks. We'll be more with the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to the Lineup Luck Show, brought to you by the folks at DailyRoto.com. For all the people out there, if you're playing a little fantasy golf, you can go on iTunes, Google Play, check out my No Mulligan Fantasy, of course, tomorrow morning. Uh, that kicks off. And a good field this week, despite it being a major the week before. Um, you can go there. And also, you want to go to Google uh, Play or iTunes to listen to today's Fantasy Sports News Desk. If you play Doolin... Uh, if you play uh, DFS, we had the author of Dueling with Kings on this afternoon, mm -hmm. and it was a very good show. He wrote a book on DFS, and he basically, what he did, he's a writer, and um, he was writing for the Wall Street Journal, and uh, he some guy showed him about FanDuel, and he's like, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be a millionaire, I know everything about baseball, and he got killed. And um, 
he decided that he got hooked up with uh, Beep Mama Jeep, uh, who is uh, the worst thing in the world. Uh, he's the worst thing in the world for all you like hardcore fantasy baseball people <laughs> that hate all these really smart people get involved in the industry. I got to interview Beep Mama Jeep. What what he did is he took down four like major tournaments in a row. Yep. Uh, one week at FanDuel, right? So I interviewed the guy, and a young guy, and he's what is he is? He's a chess champion. He's a board game champion, and he's like really smart. He's from Canada. Yeah. I, so I was. I interviewed. Say, I, 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 I I've met Jay before. Got, he's a very sharp guy, actually. He's not a he's not yeah, really a big like he's sports the top, guy, but he's a very smart guy. No. Like in the show today, and I, I guarantee you guys, you'll get something out of it. You got to go listen to it. So it's Fantasy News Desk on iTunes or Google Play. I interviewed him a while ago from DailyRoto.com, and he didn't even know the players' names. Right, the names didn't matter to him. It was just the statistics. And I know a lot of you guys hate to hear that, um, but it's the way it is. And I tell people all the time: if you have millions of dollars at stake. You're only going to get the smartest people in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, that's part of the money, the attraction that's drawn. You're not going to have any people here that have no clue what they're doing for a long time. And you could think you know baseball, but taking baseball and putting it in play is in this type of format is a whole different thing. And this is part of the reason I even have a problem with Major League Baseball players, former Major League Baseball players becoming managers. Because I think they very well know how to play baseball and be successful on the field, but a lot of them are gifted athletes. They don't know what it takes to manage a team, to look at charts and and, and position your defense, Mm -hmm. righty-lefty matchups. They don't know any of that. And Mm -hmm. some of them don't even take the time to try to learn it. So I think that this is where we are in today's world. Well, that's why the only guys that I'm happy about when a team that I root for, you know, signs a former major leaguer as their manager is when it's a catcher. Because the one position on the field that does know all that stuff and positioning and is basically in charge of that if you've ever watched a baseball game, a lot of that comes from the catcher when he's moving guys around based on the batter and reading scouting reports and stuff like that. So, you know, the Mike Sosha's, the Joe Girardi's of the world, I'm always happy when that happens for my team. You get more and more players, though, that are talking about like a lot of the st- the advanced statistics uh, that they've used and and stuff like that to help them correct some things, and so it's becoming more and more commonplace that there are other geeks out there uh, besides you guys listening to the show and us doing the show. Uh, so we're we're taking over a nation. Yeah, well, I mean, you hear countless stories so far this year, Tony, about guys who are looking at their you know, stat cast stats and, and, you know, worked on their launch angle over the, you know, the off season or worked on their, you know, exit velocity on, you know, swinging the ball harder and having the ball come off the bat harder. Because, again, all those things have proven and been shown to increase the number of home runs that guys hit. And people are looking and saying, oh, why are, why are there so many home runs in the major leagues this year? I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but it's definitely part of it. You got guys tailoring their swings for it. Uh, for all you people that played at DraftKings today, uh, you just got paid, so get ready to put some more lineups in. St. Louis at Philadelphia, Michael Walker, Nick Pavetta, a 9.5 total. Uh, Nick Pavetta, righties, righty on righty, 393 weight on base average against him, striking out 21%. Lefties, uh, 342 and 15% walks. His walk rate's over 10%. Uh, that is a problem putting guys on base. For the St. Louis Cardinals, Michael Walker, he's having troubles this year where he's good. one game he's there, one game he's not. He never strikes out enough guys to be the lead pitcher. I think you can. I don't like either pitcher in this game, obvious reasons there with Nick Pavetta, but I'm not a big Michael Walker fan either. 
And I think that you can use Matt Carpenter, Dex Defala, Jed Jerko, Stephen Biscotti's been hot. You can ride that for a little bit. And on the Philadelphia side, I don't see anyone I like. But I'm not playing any Cardinals. Yeah, I'm not really either, but I agree with you on the four guys that you mentioned. They're actually the four guys I have written down here. You know, people are talking about Pavetta today, Tony, because he had a really good last start. I think he went like seven innings, had like seven or eight Ks or nine Ks or something like that. I don't know. All the other starts before that weren't all that good. I mean, he's a young kid, so you can expect some improvement coming, but I agree with Tony. If you're going to do anything in this game, I'm looking at the cards' bats here. I think that's probably the way to go about it. Would you be interested at all in um, Odubel Herrera on the other side? I mean, he is the one left-handed bat he's that the, I think... That's that's it. Like, uh, like that's basically the claim, right? Waka has a tough time with lefted bats. The guy's not played great, but he is lefty. It is a small uh, ballpark. It's good, decent for offense. And the guy has the ability to go deep. Yeah, so if you wanted to make the case, but when I look into the whole scope of lineups... I could probably find someone at the same price that I like better. Yeah, and the other thing about Odebell, too, is he got dropped down to the sixth spot in the order. I mean, this was a guy who we were talking about when he was hitting second, when he was hitting third. Hitting sixth now, it's really not as appetizing as it used to be. Cleveland in Baltimore go at it. Carlos Carrasco, Kevin Gossman. Uh, Carrasco, 150 total. He's the second-highest-priced pitcher on DraftKings, striking out 25% of the hitters. And then there's 20% strikeout rate for... Um, Kevin Gossman. I'll tell you what, I made my money last night on Manny Machado, and the only reason I had Machado in my lineup last night, his price was too low. It was $3,900. I'm like, this guy's a superstar. Yep. He's been dealing with hand injury the whole year, and that's why he's not been hitting. And Sometimes you have to price enforce, like you do a lot of times when you're in an auction in a season-long league. I, I do that in daily, and I look at his price tonight. I don't have him in my lineup, but I'm saying, am I making a mistake? His price after two home runs last night is only 3700 tonight. It was 3900 last night. Yeah, and here's the reason why I'm not completely sold that it's a mistake tonight, although I agree with you last night. I think it was a good option to go in there, and you know, like you said, it worked out well today. Carrasco's a guy that's really tough on right-handed batters. I mean, righties are hitting under 200 against him this year, and it's not like lefties are all that much better. I mean, they're only hitting 220, but it's a higher average. They do have more power, a higher on-base percentage, and this is actually why I like Carrasco today because we talked last week about how Chris Davis is out of this lineup for the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, you're basically looking at, what, Steve Smith and uh, Seth Smith and there's Hunsu Kim in there. I mean, I don't even know if they have another lefty in the lineup today. So if you got a right-handed dominant team going up against Carrasco, I think that's going to be a really, really good situation for him here. So Carrasco is also a guy that's much better on the road than he is at home. So being on the road in Baltimore, it's actually a boom for him, even though it's a pretty good hitter's park. You know, lefties are the ones that take him deep. And like we said, there are no lefties to go up against them today. Why do you think that he's better on the road when it, like it's one of those crazy statistics? I, uh, here is the Baltimore batting order. I'll, I'll give you the Baltimore order real quick. Go ahead. Seth Smith is a left-handed bat in the leadoff. Machado, Adam Jones, Trumbo, Trey Mancini, Scope, Kim's the other lefty, and Caleb Joseph, and Paul Johnish. Uh, so two lefties out of the lineup there. Yeah, I have no idea to answer the question you asked. I have no idea why he's better on the road, but if you look at his numbers this year, he's been better on the road than he is at home. And this isn't a new thing. If you look at his numbers from years past, it's the same thing. For some reason, he just pitches better when he's not in Cleveland. So, you know, when you see a stat like that, sometimes it's like, ah, well, you know, that's interesting. But the longer that you see it, you know, when you can look back in years past and you see that it's been the same thing in years past, 
at some point it becomes a trend. And to me, this is one of those trends that you got to keep an eye on. You know, Carrasco, for some reason, better on the road. So it's just another reason why I like him between all the, the righties and him being tough on righties with him being on the road. I mean, there's a lot of check marks in his boxes today. Although I will say on the other side of this game, Tony, I love the Indian stack today. I think they're going to go lower owned than like the Yankees and the, and the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. And honestly, Gaussman has been horrible. I mean, this is a guy with a six and a half ERA so far this year, a whip over two. I mean, horrible. Even though people were expecting him to be good, he hasn't been. And, you know, there's no, again, there's no reason to fight a trend that you see that's strong. We're going to talk about the Yankees next, but the reason why you don't play Machado tonight, Miguel Sanos, 3,900 against David Holmberg tonight. And Benny. Didn't mention two stacks that I like tonight. So you'll get that and a whole lot more. Stay tuned for more for the Lana Blog Show. Brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to the Lana Blog Show. Brought to you by DailyRoto.com. His name is Benny Ricciotti. My name is Tony Cicada. I'll tell you the guys. What were these? The stacks that you didn't mention that I like tonight are the Twins and the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't mention We didn't get yeah, there yet. But, I didn't mention them, but we, they're, they're on the uh, list. Uh, there are, there's a lot of good offensive stacks tonight for people out there. So uh, you got a big show here, and uh, we got things happening. We got things going fast. And I actually, I'd never done this before, and tonight I did this. I actually have a stack in in my cash games, which I've never done. So in my cash, I told you that I, I'm not using Barrios and I'm not using Carrasco mm-hmm. uh, in my tournaments. But I'm using them both in my cash games and then the twin stack. And I can still get you know plenty of hitters because the, the prices are too low. Yeah, I, I actually love the Twins tonight. You know, there are 10 teams tonight, Tony. It's only an 11-game slate, too, because we had four games this afternoon. 10 of the 22 teams playing tonight have an implied team total of 4.9 or higher. So if you are going to go with the day where, you know, you want to try to get some bats in your lineup, I think there are a ton of teams that we can stack up. I think there's going to be a ton of offense tonight. I mean, when you have basically 40. 5% or 44%, I guess it would be, of the teams on the entire slate tonight that are scheduled to score, you know, five runs or more, there's going to be some offense. We're going to get some runs scored tonight, so I think we're going to have one of those high-scoring nights. And this game could be one of them. Joe Montgomery and Ricky Nolasco, 10.5 total at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees are a $200 favorite besides a seven-game losing streak. Montgomery has pitched well, 309. Uh, weight on base average versus lefties, 295 against righties. His strikeouts, 18% against lefties. Righties, 23%. He's keeping the ball on the ground. Ricky Nolasco, he pitched over his head most of the year, and it's starting to come back to earth. 323, uh, weight on base average, lefties. Righties, 342. Uh, his strikeout rates have dropped to under 20%. I don't like any of the Angels' bats here. If you want to go Cameron Mabern in the leadoff position, you can. He can steal a few bases and go there. And the Yankees against the fly ball pitcher, you want to get out there. Your Aaron Judge, your Matt Holliday, Gary Sanchez. Uh, I think any of the Yankees are in play tonight. Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Nolasco, 280 average to both sides of the plate. Righties are actually hitting him better. 300 average and 13 of the 21 home runs he's allowed already this year. So the Judge Sanchez holiday thing, I completely agree with. And I don't even mind if you, 
you know, want to plug those three guys in and then kind of stack around them. I think that's a pretty decent strategy here as well. Here's the only thing I'm going to say, though. I am not stacking the Yankees tonight, and I will tell you why. Because I put in a lineup or two last night, and I had a lot of heavy exposure to the Yankees. We talked about it on the show. I I liked the bats, and, you know, they had a, a team total over six like they do today again. They were 30 40% owned in some of the tournaments I was in last night at, at some of the higher buy-in levels. So when we were talking about the Yankees two or three weeks ago, and I've made a lot yes. of money on the Yankees. I've made a lot of money the last I told month yesterday, we, you know, we talked about it yesterday. The, the Tommy G goes, oh, well, baseball isn't that hard. Just put the Yankees in. And, and obviously, people are listening. Yeah, and well, here's the problem, though. When Tommy was talking about it first and when we were talking about it here on the radio, we were getting Yankees at 10%, 12%, less than 10% yeah. some nights. Once they go to the Uber chalk, once they're 30% plus owned, it's a whole different ball game now because, remember, only 20% of people cash in a tournament. So if the Yankee stack is 30% owned, you could have a Yankee stack. It could go off, and you still might not wind up cashing tonight. Now, on a night where they're like the only team that's a big total, okay, I understand it, but you know, there's a Coors Field game. Last night, the Coors Field game was lower owned than I've ever seen a Coors Field game on a slate before. I mean, basically, it was like people were avoiding it like the plague, and it actually wasn't a bad deal because there weren't a lot of runs there. But that's the thing. I mean, if the Yankees are going to start soaking up 30 and 40% of the ownership now, it actually is getting to the point where for tournaments at least, you got to start considering fading them because now they're the uber chalk and, you know, having them doesn't even guarantee that you're going to win anymore. No, and that's a good, good point there. Benny brings out about the Yankees and the anticipated action that they should get tonight. Next up, San Francisco and Atlanta. Jeff Samaja, Sean Newcomb. Uh, Samaj is striking out 22% of lefties and righties. Righty on righty, 285 weighted on base average. Lefties, 334. Uh, Newcomb can't get lefty on lefties out. And this could be an aberration because he hasn't pitched that many innings. Uh, 180, he's shutting down the right-handed bats. Uh, his ground ball rate, he's keeping the ball on the ground. 60%, 50% against righties. Lefties is 60%. The kid's pitching good. This is the game where I'm good with, uh, I'm using Jeff Samaj against this Atlanta team. Uh, not a lot of left-handed bats there with any quality left-handed bats. And Samaj is striking out people. I think the Braves could score some runs. Now, the only negative is rain. If there rains in this game and mm-hmm. there's rain in the forecast, uh, I, I don't have a backup plan. So I, I'm going to have to figure something out. you got Enciate and Nick Marcakis, left-handed bats, Matt Adams, who's been on fire. And then they got Rio Ruiz starting tonight in Atlanta. Yeah, so I have Samarja as my number one pitcher on the board right now, too. And, I mean, the backup plan that you have is you got to figure out some way to get, I think it's fifteen or $1,600 over on DraftKings because yep. you're, you're just going to go from Samarja, you're going to go up to Carlos Carrasco if, if things work out bad with the weather. That's the, that's the downside here today. But I got to be honest, I love Samarja. I mean, you look, you look at that game log, most of the games that he's going, he's going six or seven innings, like you said. He's had some... Good K stuff this year. His strikeout rate is up. He did get rocked last time out, but I'm always willing to excuse a guy who gets rocked in Coors Field. I mean, to me, that's just a game you just cross off and look at it. And if you cross that game off and look at the rest of his game log, like I said, six, seven innings, three runs, six or seven Ks, and he's about $1,500 cheaper than Carrasco, over $2,000 on DraftKings cheaper than um, Barrios, and I think all three of them are likely to score around 20 fantasy points tonight. So I'll take the $2,000 discount on a guy who I think can get the same amount of points as the guy up top. 
and let you fit in some more bats today. I totally agree. So we're on the same page when it comes to people out there uh, with the how to go about the top pitcher tonight. Next game on the agenda. And um, what about Sean Newcomb? I, I'm not targeting him, and I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if he pitches bad or if he pitches good. Yeah, I mean, the kid's pretty good. I, we talked about him before that last start, and we said, you know, keep an eye on him, watch him, see how he goes. I, you know, he's not bad. The problem I have, I'm not really in love with any of these Giants bats. We know that Atlanta is a place where left-handers do better. And you talked about how, you know, lefties have hit him better. But we're talking about a small sample size. I mean, this is what, his third big league start? Or I think it might be his third appearance, second big league start, or or something along those lines. I mean, the kid's been good. His ERA is like two. You know, the whip is 1.2, so it's not that bad. I mean, pretty solid numbers all around for the lefty. But, again, you know... He's got some K upside. We have seen a small sample size. It can be tricky when you, when that happens. I kind of agree with you. If he pitched well, I wouldn't be surprised. If he got lit up, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm not using him, and I'm not targeting bats against him, really. Toronto and Texas tonight. Joe Biani and Tyson Ross go at it. Now, people are in love with the way Ross has started. This game got 11 total. So that tells you I, I'm not in love with the way this kid is pitching. I think that, you know what, he's going to have ups and downs. He's been out too long. Uh, the injury, same injury we see with Matt Harvey. This is not going to be something that's going to be there. His numbers are all over the place because they're small. Uh, left-handed is a hit in 334 weight on base average. It shows him dominating righties at 285. His strikeout rate's 23% to righties, 18% uh, to lefties. And he has a high fly ball rate against right-handed batters. That's what I mean. These numbers make no sense because they're so small there. And Las Vegas is telling you that, hey, uh, this kid isn't totally all the way there. Secondly, Joe Biani, if you look at his numbers, those numbers are amazing. But he's been getting racked around lately. This is a guy, listen to these numbers. 305, weight on base average against lefties. Great. 275 against righties. Great. Strikeout rate against lefties, 23%. Great. Strikeout right against right is 18%. Okay, but ground ball rates 57 to 53%. I don't like either pitcher in this game. I think they're both in numbers you can throw out the window, and you can throw in all the offenses you want. Um, Half agree with you, half don't agree with you. I am not a fan of uh, Biagini at all. I mean, he is a guy that I think you can target against. So I do like the Rangers bats of this game. I think the Rangers bats are in a pretty good spot here. On the other side of this game, though, I am using Ross in some of my tournaments tonight. He's only 6,300, which is pretty cheap. Now, he's only had one start this year. This is going to be his second start. He's missed right. a ton of time and has been out there. I understand it's a big total. I realize all that. I know the Jays have been hitting pretty well lately. He's a guy that is very risky. Don't get me wrong. But I wanted to pay up for some bats today, and I wanted to use some Arja. And when it came down to it, I was looking at those guys in that mid-sixes price range. And you got a couple of them today. You got Mikey Fires, you got uh, Michael Waka, and, and you got Tyson Ross. Of those three, Tyson Ross was the one that I had the most faith in because I just can't play Waka. And honestly, I've hated Fires for years, and I know a lot of people like him, and they've been <laughs> throwing him in there. I just can't do it. So I went with Ross today. Now, again, I'm telling you guys now, it's risky. But again, at 6,300, I mean, if this guy can go another five or six innings and get us four or five Ks and limit it to two runs or less, he's going to wind up with 15 or 16. And to be perfectly honest with you, Tony, I just really think that the Rangers' bats, which have been hitting well lately, are going to light up Biagini today. And, you know, I'm going to get a cheap win out of Tyson Ross as long as he can get me five innings. Let's get five innings. You should almost spent 1,400 more. 
Fourteen hundred more would be seventy-seven. Who was that? Seventy-seven. Is that uh, Montgomery? Paxton. Oh, pa- I cannot. Paxton oh, well, I cannot do that today. Damn it! <laughs> you know what? San Francisco, Atlanta. I just got an update. We might have to be looking for backup plans on this Samarja thing, Tony. It doesn't look good in the San Francisco Atlanta game tonight. Yeah, yeah. So we'll 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 come address that on the way back after the break. Um, you listen to the Lana Blog Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com. But if you guys get out there, you got Jeff Samarja, you got any bats in that game, make sure you get them uh, out. And we'll come back. We'll talk about that. We'll give you some more alternatives for tonight. You listen to the Lana Block Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Coming back with more baseball after this. Welcome back to the Lana Blog Show, brought to you by Uh We've got some uh, bad reports on weather concerning uh, the Atlanta-San Francisco game tonight. So if you guys need to make a move, I need to get your guys out of that game tonight. Yeah, I just that's basically what I just did during the break here, Tony. Like I said, you can go up to Carrasco. I think that's the smart way to go about doing it because... You know, to me, Samarja and Carrasco were, were my two favorite pitchers, but I was taking Samarja because it was a $1,500 discount. The problem is when you do that, now you got to go figure out how you're going to get $1,500 worth of bats out of your lineup. or you know, you use, Really, the only way to do it is got to kind of go to some of those guys that were higher priced in your lineup and you know, drop down to a guy in the 3500 range or something from one of those 5K guys. Yeah, you know, life isn't easy, though. Life is full of difficulties, and people overcome each and every day. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. So, hey, like I said, I figured it out. I had two minutes during the break, and I figured it out. So I'm sure everybody out there will figure it out for their lineups, too. So, people, get on it. Figure out how to get it done. Let's get it done. No excuses tonight. We're all winners. Play like a champion. There you go. I I I feel better now. Yeah, I do too. I actually don't mind the lineup that the change that I made. I had, I had Gary Sanchez in there. So if you were like me and you had Gary Sanchez at catcher and you had uh, Jeff Samarja as your starting pitcher, I'll give you the swerve right here that you make. There's two. You uh, you go up to Carrasco and that gives you thirty four hundred dollars if you didn't have any other cash left remaining. So then for thirty four hundred dollars, you have two options that you can take at catcher if you come down from Sanchez. It's either Jason Castro, who's playing in that Minnesota game that we're going to talk about in a minute and how we love that Minnesota stack, or if you already have a Minnesota stack and you're you know filled up on those bats, you go to Tony Walters, the lefty that's playing in Colorado today. So I think those are two very viable options and very easy swerves to make. All right, so here's what I did. If you listen to my lineup show this morning on DFS Today, which you can get every day at iTunes or Google Play, I, I had that lineup that I'm using the tournament. So at first base, I had Mark Reynolds, and at second base, I had Motter uh, there. So what I did is I dropped down Chase Utley at first base, who I think is going to hit leadoff against Pill uh, for the Mets, who uh, basically he that he must be Viagra because bats rise against this kid. <laughs> and then I used uh, Darwin Barney at 2,100 at second base. So I dropped from Marta, who was a punt play, to Darwin Barney. And, and right there, that made me move up to Paxton uh, from... Uh, I mean, from to Carrasco from um, Jeff Samarja, and I still have 200 bucks left over. And 
I'll tell you what, I got some major lumber in this lineup. When you guys hear the lineup, you're going to say, man, how does he do it? He's so smart. That's it. You know, I always say Tony Tony definitely makes sure he brings the wood every night. So, <laughs> Yes, yes, you got to bring the wood every night. Pittsburgh and Milwaukee tonight um, in this game. we got Junior Guerrero, Trevor Williams going at it. Um, this is a game that could have some offense in it. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, Guerrero has pitched well, except for that last time out. 260 weight out of base average against lefties. Righties, 300. Striking out 20% of lefties, 18% of righties now uh trevor williams is a guy that i don't mind attacking 356 uh versus um lefties weight on base average 345 righties only striking out 14 16 percent they gave eric thames the night off tonight yeah uh, domingo santana will be in that two hole um so healy's in play i think eric sogard's in play tonight uh, Jesus Aguilar is another guy at first base that can he when he plays he hits mm-hmm. uh travis shaw Herb perez i like the brewer's side of the stack yeah, I'm a big fan of the Brewers side of the stack tonight. And here's the thing. The lefties in this lineup, you know, lefties going up against uh, Trevor Williams have been guys who have been able to rack up hits. So you look at a guy like Sogard who's been racking up hits on top of that order. You look like a guy like Travis Shaw who's more of a, you know, singles, doubles kind of hitter himself. I like both of those guys today. The other problem Williams has had, though, right-handed bats have been the ones that are flashing the power against them. So you look at the righties in Santana and Aguiar and, and Hernan Perez. I like all three of them as well. So I agree with Tony. I think it's a very good spot that you can stack them up. And then Guerra on the other side of this game is a really interesting guy to me. I mean, he's been pretty good. You know, you look at his numbers right now. His numbers have been good. It, it's not a huge sample size because he did miss parts of the season. But here's the thing. The way to go after him has really been with right-handed power bats. And there's one guy in particular on Pittsburgh who's a right-handed bat that's actually been hitting very well lately. I don't know. Do you know who I'm talking about, Tony? Uh, no. Andrew McCutcheon, who's up to 12 home runs oh, right now yeah. and has been hitting well. Yeah, he profiles very he has, well in this spot. I think he might be shortchanging one. I think he might have 13. Uh, he, like, he has really, really hit well. I'll tell you, I can never go for him. Like, I don't know. And that's it's uninspiring. And I'm telling you guys, that's exactly why he's a one off tournament play tonight because he's hitting sixth in the order. It's righty on righty. He had a tough start to the year. There are so many reasons not to play Andrew McCutcheon today. But I'm telling you, lately he's been hitting. He's been hitting for power, and he's going up against a guy in a righty on righty matchup. He's getting a good park shift to a home run ballpark in Milwaukee. I'm not saying throw this guy in your cash game lineup. He's expensive, too, at 4500 so he's not going to find his way into your lineup unless you actively put him there. I think you get McCutcheon today at 2 or 3% owned, and I think that Kutch has a chance to go yard tonight. Minnesota and Chicago White Sox. Berrios a $200 favorite. The total is only 9.5, which surprised me it's that low. So there's expectation of Berrios uh, getting it done tonight. Now, Berrios, for as good as he's pitching, his strikeout totals are not big. 19%, 21% uh, there. Lefties are hitting 336. Weight on base average. Right's 352. Um, a, a, a guy could play. Now, David Holmberg has very limited numbers and pitched well. 135 uh, weighted on base average uh, versus him. Uh, with lefties, righties, 253. Now, here's the part. He doesn't strike people out, 14 and 15%. Lefty on lefty, they've kept the ball on the ground, 58%. Um, there's a couple bats with the Minnesota Twins that hit lefties well, and they're at the top of the order. Dozier, Escobar, Miguel Sano all hit lefties well. 
Yeah, I absolutely love Miguel Sano. He was my he's my pick to hit two home runs tonight, so he's my you know, my double down call of the night tonight. I think he can go yard more than once. I also really, really like Dozier in this spot. He's a great one off play at second base. And then, like you said before, I mean, if you want to stack these guys up and even throw in a guy like Grossman, a guy like Vargas, you know, switch hitters who could be hitting from uh, the price, you know, the right nice. side. Yeah, no, very nice. And that's what that's the thing. I mean, you could stack these bats up and still have money to pay up at pitching or to pay up and go get like an Aaron Judge or you know whatever other stud bat you want to put into your lineup today. I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think Berrios is very good. We talked about it at the beginning. I don't expect anybody on the White Sox to have a good game. If you had to pick bats against them, it'd be guys like Abreu and Avisail, but I'm not even touching them tonight. But the fact that there's a 10 total here and we think that Berrios is going to have a good game and maybe only give up you know three or four runs, that's why Minnesota has such a high team total. Low prices, high team total. You know, Like you said, Hamburg's been good, but he doesn't go deep into games and he has been hit a little bit lately. I like this Minnesota stack, and if you don't want to stack them up, I definitely think Miguel Sano at that $3,900 price is somebody who should be a one-off play on a lot of rosters. Definitely cash game. If you're not playing them there, you're crazy. Here's the, here's the thing. Holmberg has only 42 innings pitched this year, and the number's been great. 1.76 ERA at Triple H, 2.63 at the majors, uh, but he has a strand rate that's 89%, 76%. Uh, he only strikes out 5.27. So taking a whole season into account last year, uh, 160 innings uh, over 170 innings over Double uh, A AA and Triple A. His ERA is over four. Um, his K per nine is at five, and his home run to fly ball ratio is 11. Uh, so there are numbers to work there. His whole thing is to keep the ball on the ground because he isn't going to strike anyone out. Yeah, and again, Minnesota five and a five point four eight, I think, is their team total right now. So basically, five and a half. It's one of the higher team totals on the day. One of the higher team totals by a team that's not the Yankees or uh, you know one of the teams playing in Coors. So yeah, I think it's a great spot here. You're not going to get any arguments from me if you want to stack up Minnesota. Next game on the agenda tonight as we make sure you've got everything you need. Arizona and Colorado. Jeff Hoffman, Taiwan Walker. I'm a Jeff Hoffman fan. Somehow he pitches well, but I can't use him tonight. 11.5 is the total in this one. Colorado, a 144 favorite. I am using the Rocky Bats against Taiwan Walker. He's come back off an injury. You never know what you're going to get with Mr. Walker. He's hit or miss. And um, the numbers are not bad. 311. I wait on base average lefties. Righties, 327. He pitches in a park that's volatile as it is in Arizona. Uh, but I, I'm going with Charlie Blackman. Carlos Gonzalez's price is too low. Mark Reynolds' price is too low. And I think Ian Desmond's price is too low. Oh, sorry. I, I just got another update here. But let's talk about this first, and then I'll tell you about the update because uh, that's going to be some big news too and might throw another wrench into things tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. I want the lefties. I want Blackman. I want Gonzalez. If you want to go down to Tony Walters as well, I think all three of those guys are in play. You know, a guy like Arenado is is pretty good in righty-on-righty matchups. And for some reason, I just really feel like both sides of this game are going to go a little lower owned than they should for a game within, you know, a 12 total is what it's up to right now. Colorado's at 6.5. Arizona's at 5.5. And And I do think there's going to be some runs scored here today. Uh, Hoffman is a guy who's more of an extreme fly ball pitcher. I agree with you. He's got a decent K rate. He's actually been pretty good in small sample size here. You know, lefty's the way you want to attack him. So guys like Lamb, uh, Peralta, probably the best bats, uh, you know, Blanco and, and Descalso. 
But I mean, righties have also shown some pop against them. Righties have shown some some power against them. So if you do want to go with a guy like Goldschmidt, I understand. But I agree. I'm kind of more on Colorado. But as important as this game is, Tony, you know what I just saw here? There's going to be a delay in the start of this Cleveland-Baltimore game as well. So not only do we have some rain with Jeff Samarja, we might also have some rain concerns that we have to keep an eye on with Carlos Carrasco now. So kind of throws a little wrench into it. It looks like the Samarja game is a much bigger problem. I don't think it's going to be a major problem in in Cleveland-Baltimore. I think it'll just be a delay and they'll be able to play afterwards. That's all we want. A little delay, and it'll go from there. Here's the problem with the Arizona bats. They they got park adjusted, and they're priced too high for me tonight. Blanco forty six hundred. Peralta's five thousand. Paul Goldschmidt fifty nine hundred. Jake Lamb fifty six hundred. Brandon Jervis forty six hundred. Daniel Delasco was twenty seven hundred last night. He's thirty seven hundred tonight. I ended at forty three hundred. So they just got priced out for me. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying in the tournament. I think that's why it's a good place to go because I think you're going to have people going in other directions and, you know, kind of leaving a game in Coors Field with a road team guaranteed 27 outs and that has a five and a half plus team total is going to go lower owned. Uh, also, the next game we got on the agenda tonight is we try to take it home. On a Wednesday night in DFS, Houston and Oakland, Mike Fires and Sean Manier. Uh, this game is a nine total. I don't like either pitcher. And based on the offenses, yeah, you can go and pick and choose some of these guys. Uh, but I don't see any matchups that I truly love. I think the one matchup you could look at is uh, Chris Davis going against a fly ball pitcher. Uh, he could jump in and give you there. And if Chad Pinder's batting second, you can throw him tonight because he's a cheap price. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they just announced the lineup. Pinder is batting second. Yeah, I got Dave- it right. Yep. Yeah, Davis is fourth, and Ryan Healy hitting sixth. Those are the three guys that I like. Fires is a guy who gives up a lot of home runs, so anybody with home run upside I think is in play here. Um, on the other side of this game, I mean, Manaya has been pretty good, but man, this is a very good offense that a very good offense that he has to face today. Springer and Altuve are probably two of the most elite bats in the entire league against left-handed pitching. So, if you wanted to go that route, I understand. I think Houston's going to be very low owned, and I really do like them today. So, I, th- I think that is a decent low owned stack you can go against. Next up, Dodgers and Mets. Uh, I'll tell you what. I didn't mention Rich Hill. Uh, he pitched really poorly his last time out. Uh, this could be the recipe. He looks at all the bets. Nine is the total. I love the Dodgers bats tonight. The left-handed bats are where you want to go. Uh, Pills, 463, weight on base average against lefties. He only strikes out 15% of lefties, and righties only 13%. Um, this Dodgers offense has been there. That ballpark, the ballpark, balls are flying out of there right now. Yeah, love the Dodgers here today. On the other side, you know, Hill is a guy who's good uh, lefty on lefty, and the Mets are very left-handed, so it's a tough spot for the Mets. Stay tuned for the conclusion of the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. One more game before we give you our lineups. Detroit, Seattle, Verlander versus James Paxton. I just think Paxton's too underpriced at $7,700. I'm throwing him out there. Striking out 25% of righties, lefties 15%. Uh, his weight on base average is below three. Verlander, I'm scared to death against. He's been pitching brutal. And I, I wouldn't go there. From an offensive perspective, though, 
I don't love anyone from an offensive point in this game. Uh, you could go if you're playing a late slate and throw some against the wall, but I don't love anyone in this one. Now, I can't use either one of these pitchers because Paxton's been horrible since he's came off the DL, and Verlander, who I have in a whole bunch of season-long leagues, has not been very good either. <laughs> these two guys are both pitching about as bad as they've pitched all season long right now. I don't know if I can take the bats against them, but I am not touching either one of these guys tonight. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Paxton's a guy I have in a lot of season-long leagues too, but right now these guys are garbage. Paxton, his last three starts, has minus 3.8 in his last start, 0.4, and 12.5 and uh, before May 31st. He put up 26 fantasy points. Uh, so uh, I'm going with talent. I'm going over talent than a recent form and seeing how it plays out. Here's my lineup tonight. Carlos Carrasco, 10,900. James Paxton, 7,700. Yasmani Grandel, left-handed bat against Pill, 2,800. Chase Utley, 3,300. Another lefty. Darwin Barney, just a punt player to give the high total, 2,100. Miguel Sano, 3,900. Corey Seager, 4,700. Cody Bellinger, 5,200. Charlie Blackman, 5,600. And Carlos Gonzalez, 3,600. So Dodgers and Rockies in the bats. Yeah, so I went with uh, Carlos Carrasco, and like I said, I'm going to go with Tyson Ross. I like Tyson Ross here. Um, I went with uh, Walters and Carlos Gonzalez from Colorado. I threw in Miguel Sano, who Tony and I both love tonight, and then I stacked up uh, Cleveland. So I have Encarnacion, I have Kipnis, I have Lindor, I have Chisholm, and I have Zimmer, because those are the guys, price-wise, that fit into my lineup. And what you should have is fantasy freestyle on the night tonight. Dan Martinez is coming up next, and he's uh, he's ready and ready to go. I'm sure he's going to talk some NBA, too. They got things going fast and furious. I don't know why anyone wants Dwight Howard. Maybe Dane knows. I would hope that somebody knows. The only person I think who knows is, you know, the Charlotte GM that traded for him because he's a dog, man. <laughs> so get your dog spit and neutered. I don't. Dwight Howard hasn't. Uh, we're gonna come back with fantasy freestyle. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern.